You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, sis. I hope you had a great last week. I'm super excited to be talking to you today about this topic. And I think I might be a little hype again today. So if you enjoyed last week's edge snatching episode, I'm going to come for your edges a little bit more. But I promise you, I will give them back to you. So if you have not seen the title, we are going to be talking about procrastination. And so first things first, before I even get into the episode, I am secretly announcing to you all only, I'm not talking about this on my Instagram, any social medias or anything of that nature, but I am going to be doing a master class at the end of this month on time management. So I know that some of you have asked me, when am I opening my... Um, books back up for time management consultations. And I closed them down because I'm completely redoing the program. I took a lot of clients in May and June, and I realized I really needed to redo the program. But before I did that, I really wanted to just give people a taste of some of the things that I know as it relates to time management, just to give you an overview. So I am doing a masterclass on August 28th at 7 p.m. And it's going to be so good, sis. So you want to make sure that you are signed up. 
you are going to, you are going to get so much. So I'm going to literally dump my brain out into a presentation and a class for you all to teach you all the things I know related to time management, discipline, procrastination, how to create a system that works for you, how to be able to get your laundry done, how to be able to get the tasks you need to get done, how to cut out distractions, all of those things that literally have that I teach my clients. I'm going to put it into a 90 minute presentation for you. And so you want to make sure you sign up. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you to sign up for the wait list. The wait list will actually get it the day before I actually promote. So I'm going to be promoting it probably about a week beforehand. And so you all will be able to get first dibs on the masterclass sign up. I don't know if I'm taking a certain amount of spots. I particularly only want to do about 60 people. So I'm you want to sign up for it. So I want to give you all some tips all throughout the month as it relates to discipline time management. But I just want to give you a little brief taste of what I will be offering plus more in the masterclass. So you want to make sure you sign up. I'm going to be teaching you all of my systems that I teach my clients and it's going to be so good. So August 28th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, you will have the opportunity to be able to come to my masterclass. So I'm so, so, so excited and I cannot wait to teach you. So make sure you sign up for the wait list. But as we get into this week's episode, I really, really, really want to, like, I am here to demystify what procrastination is because I have a very, very big take on this um, as somebody who used to procrastinate all the time and here and there still do on certain things. But I really have come to understand my workflow and my systems that work for me. When I talk about systems, I'm talking about the way in which I get things done. And so I want to demystify for you all literally what it looks like to procrastinate. And I'm going to game, give this to you in the dictionary form. And then I'm also going to give this to you in a like Roz and Renee real form. Okay. So if you are a procrastinator, raise your hand. If you're driving, don't raise your hand because I don't need you crashing the car, sis. Okay. So. If you raise your hand, okay, we are all together and in this together, but I just have to tell y'all, like, I could go on a soapbox and I'm about to go on for procrastination because we have, as people, kind of normalized this thing of, oh my God, I'm a procrastinator. Oh my God, I procrastinate. Or, oh my God, I work my best when I work at the last minute. And sis, listen, like that's not, no. Let me tell you what the definition of procrastination is. So hold on to your edges. Procrastination is the avoidance of doing a task that needs to be accomplished by a certain deadline. It can be further stated as a habitual or intentional delay of starting or finishing a task, despite knowing it might have negative consequences. So that is from Google 101. So my definition of procrastination is it is a behavior that you do 
out of trying to avoid something. You choose to procrastinate what you think or what you don't think. You choose to delay or put something off out of avoidance. And I'm going to tell you something about avoidance. When we avoid, it is because we are trying to not experience some level of pain, some level of fear. We may just don't feel like it. So we have to push through what our mind and body doesn't want to do. We tell ourselves we're not able to do it. You self-sabotage because you may have a lot of self-doubt. So you procrastinate. And so it is not this um, thing that people say, they're, they're best when they do things at the last minute. No, sis, this is a behavior that you choose to do out of avoiding something. And you partially avoid it because either, I'm going to talk about that later, actually. So we avoid these tasks out of trying to not do things and follow through. And we have not been taught that follow through actually is challenging mentally, but it also pushes the needle forward in getting in getting things done. And let me tell you, when I look at my to-do list every single day, I don't always want to do everything. But there is something in me that's like, if I can just get this done, I would have moved the needle forward in some way, shape, or form. It is not the funnest thing to do to, to not procrastinate. But it does give you some level of reward knowing that you accomplished something. So I'm going to give you an example. Um, I'm going to give you an example of why people say they do their best at the last minute. So let's say you have, you're in grad school and you have an assignment due on Saturday. You knew about the assignment on Monday. You find out that it's due on Saturday. So you're like, oh, I got the whole week to work on it, so on and so forth. But it requires you to do a multitude of things. So most of the time in, in grad school, you have to like write a paper or you have to do some level of research. So writing a paper isn't just saying, oh, do this assignment. It's like research. It's finding the sources. It's outlining the paper. It's sitting down to write the paper. Then it's proofreading the paper and then citing all the resources. So it's multiple things in one task. But people say, oh, I do my best at the last minute. No, sis, it's not that you do your best at the last minute. You literally have no more time. So you don't have a choice to push and do the work, which if you really just did the work throughout the week, you will feel less stress from avoiding it and scrolling on social media and doing everything else under the sun when you have time to get it done. But because you choose to avoid it, you end up having to be forced to use that last minute five or six hours that really could have been broken up into five days and do it in one day. And then you're stressed out all week. Like, oh my God, I got to do this paper. Anxious, overwhelmed, feeling like, how am I going to do all this? And you look at the task as an elephant. Instead of looking at the task as an elephant and eating it piece by piece. And so you procrastinate out of trying to avoid doing something that you know you need to do. It's all a choice. It's all choosing to start. It's all choosing to get organized and get those things done. Now, hear me when I say, I don't say these things to shame you because I myself procrastinate on plenty of things, child. 
Okay, I've been saying all week I'm finna work on this baby registry. Ain't did it yet. Out of like, goodness gracious, this is gonna be a lot. But there are certain things that I've I'm I'm more conscious of recently, like you have to do, and I'm getting them done. But I don't say that to shame you if you aren't getting anything done, but I'm here to demystify the 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 thing that we tell ourselves in which, oh, I'm just a procrastinator. Like you have now then taken that on as your identity and you tell yourself, I do my best at the last minute. Who wants to do their best at the last minute? Like that is stressful. That is overwhelming. And not only that, you, you say you give your best work when you really could give your best work if you paced yourself. If you gave yourself the ability to have time. And I'm not, and I'm also not saying for people who have kids who might get interrupted, who might have distractions, but there is certain moments or there are certain moments in our day where you can knock out something in 30 minutes, where you can, there's something that you procrastinate on that could literally take you 10 minutes to do, or like literally a very simple one, folding laundry. That may tops take you 15, 20 minutes, depending upon how much laundry you have. But we'll spend 20 minutes scrolling social media. We'll spend 30 minutes watching a YouTube video. We'll spend hours watching Netflix when we can watch Netflix and fold clothes at the same time. And so this idea that I put it off, I put it off, I put it off becomes habitual. And it's literally you're intentionally delaying starting or completing a task despite knowing that it might have negative consequences. And I'll give another example. We delay or procrastinate the things God tells us to do. Yes, I'm going there, sis. We delay and procrastinate the things God wants wants us to do because we're thinking about what is everybody going to say? Well, I don't feel like I'm worthy enough or I don't feel like I'm good enough or I don't feel like I need to. It's not the right time or God hasn't gave me a yes or any of those things. And I'm going to tell you something about that because that used to be me. I used to be and my husband had to tell me this when we were dating. I think he was like, Rosalind, you wait for this like huge confirmation sign from God before you start anything. You wait until you get like a bird flying in the sky that's yellow to start anything. And then you go back to God asking for confirmation and confirmation and confirmation. And you already have the okay that you can do it, but you constantly ask him to confirm things to you and you stag, you put yourself in a stagnant place because you don't just start. And then you question your ability to even be able to do God's purpose because you're over here, like constantly asking for confirmation on something that you know you need to do. Or if you don't have the full blueprint, because that used to be me too. I used to be like, well, God, I need step by step. And God would literally tell me the first thing to do, or he would just say, start. And it would be in me to actually start the process and the ideas would come. Like, I remember when he told me to do the time with God challenge, he literally just said, teach my people how to pray and study the word. I was like, what does that even look like, bro? Like, what are you talking about? It literally was like, okay, so I had to go to the dry erase board and literally just dump out my brain. Like, what do people not know? Okay, people don't know how to actually set up a time for themselves every single day to sit down at wherever and just spend time with God. And then people also don't know how to study the Bible. So what do I know in my mind 
that I know from experience on how to do this. Make two presentations, package it up, add your prayer calls to it, package those things up and present it to people to be able to give them value. Now, I didn't know he didn't give me that step by step template. He knew that it was in me to do. He gave me the like instruction on what to give. But other than that, there was no context. And many times God will give you the yes to go after something without context, without fully knowing every little piece. And not to say that he doesn't give you every little piece, because there are some things that God has given me that has like every specific detail. But then there are some things. And I remember when I did my last time of God challenge in July, I asked him, I said, OK, what are we doing? What's, what's this challenge about? What's the theme? And he was like, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. I don't think anything. I want you to tell me what you think. He's like, you, what do you think? He said, I'm pushing you to make the decision. And I also realized that my father knows that about me, that I will stag- stay stagnant and procrastinate to avoid doing a task that needs to be completed because I want to avoid having to make the decision. I want to avoid so that if something bad happens or if something doesn't work out, I can come back to him and say, oh, well, this is what you told me to do. Why didn't it work out? And many times we get to a place of the blame game when we think things aren't going to work out instead of just being okay if you make a mistake. And so I say, and I'm bringing this in a very generalized way of procrastination, but also in a very practical way in our day-to-day lives, we procrastinate on things we need to get done because truly y'all, you're capable of getting all the things you need to get done, done. Yes, you may have kids. Yes, you may have a household you have to manage. Yes, you may have a job you're having to do, but there is time in the day that we waste doing any and everything for everyone else, doing any and everything, being distracted, that we don't take the time to assess what are the things that are causing me to avoid. And so my thing with why we avoid could be because you avoid out of habit. You avoid out of feeling overwhelmed so you don't know how to ask for help from other people or you may have a poor a lack of boundaries where you take on everybody else's stuff so then you don't even know how to get rid of everyone else's needs and things to then create a space for you to be able to know to get the things you need to get done for you and your kids and your family. Like that should be our first priority, but we take on everybody else's stuff and we assign ourselves to everybody else's things out of trying to feel like because I can do it, I should do it instead of really taking an assessment. And this is what I mean when I say I'm trying to demystify it for you. Assess what you're carrying. Assess all the things on your plate that cause you to get overwhelmed to avoid because when we're overwhelmed, we avoid We don't have the energy to do everything. We don't have the energy to put in the work for the things we know we need to. We don't have the energy or the time or the time to actually do other things because we're saying yes to all these things we really genuinely don't want to do. 
And so you have to recognize that in order to get to a place where you can start pushing out or doing the things that you want to do, like going to work out every day or going to um, uh, put more time into your marriage or going to making sure your kids are situated or going to make sure your household is taken care of or making sure that you're doing the work you need to do at work every day. These things cause for you to take assessment inventory, not only of what's around you, but internally what is happening. So why do you avoid? Why do every time you start a task, you pick up your phone and you start doing something else? Why do when it comes to your finances, you can't take 30 minutes once a week to sit down and go over your budget? Why do you avoid looking at your bank account? Because you see every time you swipe that card, you pull all this extra money out and don't have an organized system to be able to do that. And if that's your struggle, asking other people for help. So you'll say, I need help. I need help. I need help. But then procrastinate to actually make the step to do it. If that is you, raise your hand. And understand too, this is not to, this is to make you uncomfortable because when you procrastinate, you're already in a place of uncomfortability because you're avoiding things that need to get done, which is causing you to be stressed out, which also causes you to be overwhelmed and have anxiety about the things that you know you need to get done, but then you feel lost as to why you can't start. So. Let me also give you some other things as to why you may procrastinate. Another reason could be is you don't know how to properly break things down. And so this is what I'm going to specifically teach in the class about how you look at the elephant and you run away from it. You look at the amount of things you have to do to create order and structure, because I'm going to tell you something, creating order and structure takes a lot of accountability, It's not something we've all been taught. It's not something we all have been um, brought up in. Some of us have been brought up in dysfunction of not knowing how to have these executive functioning skills. The proper things of making a to-do list and following it. Knowing how to be able to not do too much in one day. Knowing how to look at one thing and see it as a project and breaking it down. Because And because of that, we'll look at knowing we have a paper due at the end of the week and be stressed out because we don't even know which, which, how to start. We don't know our first step. And so because you don't know how to break down tasks, you look at every task around you as a big thing or you overthink in your mind, this is going to take three hours to get done. You look at the pile of laundry and literally say to yourself, I don't feel like doing that because that's going to take an hour to fold. And truly, honestly, it really may take you 10 minutes. Sometimes I remember when, um, because me and my husband have assigned chores. So his chore is the laundry. My chore is the bathrooms and like vacuuming and dusting because the laundry by itself, child, he could just have that by like all day. Okay. So I'll take on other stuff. So I remember looking at the bathrooms. We have three full bathrooms in our house. Oh no, two and a half bathrooms, sorry. And I would be like, this is going to take me two hours to clean these bathrooms. I don't feel like it. One day I literally cleaned the bathrooms and listened to a sermon. And once that sermon was finished, I was done cleaning the bathrooms. Guess how long it took me? 
45 minutes to clean two full baths and a half bath. So now when I'm like saying I need to clean the bathrooms, I'm not overthinking how long it's going to take me to avoid to do it. Even if I don't feel like doing it, I know, hey, turn on a podcast. Hey, turn on something you can listen to for 45 minutes and clean these bathrooms. Follow through. And that type of clarity gave me the understanding that it's not that hard. And so when you overthink and look at something because you don't know how to properly break something down into doable chunks over the day or how to sit in your work day, knowing that now we're at home, we're probably not working a straight eight hours through. We're probably only maybe doing between five to six hours of work. How can I take my day get more done in the day and not feel like I got to spend 10 hours in the day working because I have all these small distractions in the middle of the day. And yes, I understand kids. Yes, I understand you got to make sure they're good. But how can you also structure your day where you can have focus time or you can actually get way more things done address emails for the top of your day and then address emails at the bottom of your day. Because sometimes people want emails right back to back. And truly, we're all at home. You can send an email later on in the day. How do you structure your day? How do you set up the tone for your day? How do you make sure you do that? That's what I mean when I talk about breaking down tasks, which I'll talk about in the class. Then again, we go back to, and I always will talk about this, the mindset to try. When I really talk about procrastination and really what I've done with a lot of my clients is a lot of mindset work. They come in as clients not believing that they'll even be able to have discipline, to have the ability to follow through, to have the ability to just get things done. I had a client that I worked with for a month at the start of our sessions We worked together. We had four sessions with each other. At the top of our sessions, she literally was saying how the household and work were her like most draining tasks, just managing household tasks to the point to when we talked about laundry, she was like, I can't even think about that because that's so overwhelming. Thinking about washing clothes to put in the dryer to then pull them out to fold was overwhelming. By the end of the time we we met, she had managed to do her laundry two weeks straight, washing, drying, folding, and putting away for two weeks straight. So really, we had two sessions with each other, and she was able to understand how to be able to break it down easily to now she's managing her laundry two weeks in a row. And when I asked her at the end of the time we met, I said, what was the biggest thing you got? She said, the mindset, the mindset to know, like, it doesn't have to be this hard and that I can actually do it. So you're not procrastinating. And also what that did for her was like, oh, now I can add other household tasks to be able to do. Because she was like, I don't even like cleaning, girl. And I'm like, I get it. I understand. But this is what we got to do. And to have that mindset shift for her was phenomenal because she was able to see I can't actually do this I don't have to procrastinate really it's a mindset shift you have to be able to know that you are 
able to try and get it done without feeling like it's not possible. Most of us think that anything we put our hands to do is not possible. Most of us think that our gifts don't make room for us. Most of us think that what we're not capable of doing, we can't do it. And I'm just here to tell you, you can do it. You just have to try. So even for her, starting the process of doing laundry was like, oh my God. But by two weeks, she's able to do laundry for four people in her home. Consistently. How much would that take off of you to be able to know you're able to do that? To be able to know you don't have to procrastinate to cook, but you can meal prep in a way that's your system that works for you and be able to have meals at your house without always going out to eat to spending money because you don't want to do it because you want to avoid cooking. And so it becomes a mindset shift that it's possible. And so that's what I mean about the mindset to try. Lastly, and most certainly not least, distractions are inevitable. You're always going to be, something is always going to distract you. So I'll say my, my little distraction would be my phone and probably talking to my husband. I'll find every excuse to get up from this laptop and go sit there and talk to him. Now, when he's working, he's like, if you don't get out of my face. But so that forces me, sis, to have to do what I got to do. But most of the time it's my phone and or I'm thinking of like other things I could get done instead of doing the large task I don't want to do. That is like one of my biggest things. I'll look at the large task and I'm like, that is going to take me. I know now my timing with stuff, how long it usually takes me to get things done. I'd be like, oh, my God, that's going to take me at least two hours. Like I know the podcast that used to be my thing. My podcast now tops 45 minutes. Because I know I can talk and record for 30. Coming up with a topic I usually do about the day before or the day of, depending upon what I'm talking about. But the podcast used to be a thing was like, that's going to take me three hours. And it used to. Now it doesn't because I've understood my system. I don't usually do everything in one day. I won't edit this podcast. I'm recording on a Thursday. Y'all get the podcast on a Sunday. I probably won't edit up the upload this podcast to maybe Friday or Saturday. I know my system that works. But also... The distractions to get things done is mostly just us trying to, again, avoid social media. That was another thing with my clients. That was one of the biggest struggles for them. So I had to show them some tips that would help them to cut out even half half the time they spend on social media. One of my clients who said she literally would go from social media platform to social media platform to social media platform. I gave her this one little tip and she was like, I was off my phone way more this week than I ever have been. Simply from just changing one thing or addressing the distractions. And many times we don't know what the distractions are. We do. Some of us do. And it may be your phone. But most of the time we have to be clear on what are the things that are triggering us to want to distract ourselves. For me, it's I'm avoiding. So I'm with y'all when I talk about procrastination. It's gotten better. But truly, it is about being aware of your distractions. 
So a couple quick tips I'm going to provide you. But literally, sis, if you want all the tea, make sure you sign up for the waiting list for this time management masterclass because it's going to benefit you so much to just give you an eye-opening experience on how and why we procrastinate, how and why we don't manage our time well, how and why we can begin to put some practical steps into place to be able to change your mindset about the way you manage time. Okay, so one of the things that I will always say is create some deadlines. I bought a calendaring system for myself where I have planned out the next three months of my life. I do that for me. Some people that may bring anxiety to them to see all the tasks in front of them. For me, it it gives me doable deadlines. So if I'm looking at July, I'm not thinking about August, I'm not right now. I'm currently not even thinking about September because I know I have a huge project I'm working on in September that I'm like, I'm not even going to begin to work on until August 15th. But I'm going to spend literally all of September executing the idea. But I'm going to start outlining it out in August. So this gives me doable chunks to know in July, I'm not thinking about what I got to do for August. I'm thinking about what I need to do for July. So for August, there are a couple things that I really needed to get done. And so I know I'm doing this masterclass. So I wanted to prepare myself to be able to give myself the space to work on it. And so because of that, I give myself deadlines. I know I'm doing this masterclass at the end of the month. So I want you all to be able to be aware of it so that you can be able to sign up. That's a deadline for me that I know. So I then prepare ahead of time to be able to have it already finished. So those things are in place. Okay. So create some deadlines for yourself. If you know that you have... Um, let's see what could be one thing. Um, you know, you have family coming into, I don't know about that cause we in Corona. I'm just trying to think of a doable deadline. I don't know yet, but think of something that you can give yourself a deadline to or a time to by 4 PM. I'm going to make sure that all my work for my, for my work day is finished. I'm not going to, I'm closing my laptop at 4 p.m. to do so. By Tuesday, I'm going to make sure all of the big tasks for my week are done. So that way I can kind of do the small tasks Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Deadlines are so helpful and they create accountability for you. Okay. No, also another tip is know your distractions. Know the things that distract you. When you're aware of the distractions, it could be people, it could be phone calls. Most of the time when I'm working, I don't answer the phone for people. I literally don't. I don't answer. I don't talk to you. Don't call me midday because you're not going to get me unless it's my job. Because I don't have time to talk to you. Like I don't have time to spend an hour kicking it over the phone because... We both bored. Like, no, I got work I need to get done. So most of the time, my phone does not ring and or my friends know I ain't finna talk. And most of the time when they call, like I'm either working on something or I'm on the phone with, or I'm doing a Zoom with a client. So I can't answer. So knowing your distractions is really important. Um, being able to make a system that works for you. So I will go into full detail on systems and processes in the masterclass, but, 
and and really knowing your system that works for you is so important. So my system is my calendars. I make a to-do list on paper every day. And I do that before the start of my day. I also have my dry erase board. So if I need to brain dump or push out something, that is my system that works for me. Some people may do that and they can't get jiggy with that system, sis. And that's fine. You have to figure out what works for you. So I will talk about how systems are really important in the masterclass, but I'll also be able to give you all some feedback on what a system is and how you can utilize it. I know for me, I've always tried to find other ways and other systems what I mean by that to say other ways to manage myself. So I've used Trello, I've used Notion, which are online like um, project management systems. I've used planners. They don't work for me. Okay. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I always go back to straight up paper and pen. I don't, the planners, like the planner calendars, to me, it's just too much flipping back and forth. I need to see the stuff laid out in front of my face where I can see it. So my dry erase calendars that I use to plan that I bought from Goldmine and Coco, I'll link those in the description too. Those were so helpful for me because it was just a give me a, th- a quarter view of the quarter so that I can foresee what I need to do for this next 12 weeks. And it has literally changed the game for me because what happened is Rosalind had all these goals in mind and in her head, but she had nowhere to put them. I would write them down in my notebook and then flip the page the next day to write my to-do list and forget all about the goals I wanted to do. So what the calendar system did for me, it was a, a way for me to look at and foresee what I need to do the next three months and what big goals can I put on these calendars to be able to give myself some deadlines and also execute them. So I've been wanting to do a masterclass since the beginning of the year, but it was in my head and like on a piece of paper, but it did not have a deadline. So what I did was I put that on the calendar and what that forced Rosalind to do was to say, you have this masterclass at the end of the month. You know you need to promote it the week before. Now take all your knowledge and outline it and create it into slides so you can teach this. And then over the course of the month, work on it bit by bit. So when you get to the end of the week or the time you promote, you have done the work. So that has given me the mindset of when I'm planning my week. Okay, Rosalind. Spend 35 minutes on this day outlining what you want to talk about. Spend an hour, two hours actually really brainstorming each topic you're going to talk about. Then spend maybe 45 minutes creating the first set of slides. Spend 30 minutes creating the other set of slides. All that to give me some deadlines to help me create a system that works for me. So for your system, you may know where I have clients who use online systems. They love it. They love the way it works for them. They adore it. I have some clients who use paper and pen. I have some clients who use their iPads. I have some clients who have told me their systems and we talk through them. It's different for everybody. So I want to talk about my formula and working and finding your system. So I will do that in the masterclass and you'll be able to figure that out for yourself, okay? 
So once you find the system that works for you, another tip could be to get accountability. That was huge for me. Like, I can tell y'all all the little tips that I, which I'll talk about in the master class about accountability because it's such a big thing for me. All the things I've done with my friends over the last four years for accountability because it's been so relevant to get things done. You need people to hold your hand sometimes. You need people to tell you what it is. And I'm big on asking for what I want. So I will tell you, like, it is so important to make sure you have a good accountability circle. So those are my tips. Like, I wanted to explain what procrastination was and why you avoid, how you don't know how to break down tasks, the mindset to try, know your distractions, no distractions are inevitable, and give you some tips. So if you are interested, please, please, please sign up for the masterclass, and I will be able to teach you all of the things that you need to know the waiting list link will be in the show notes. Sign up. You'll get first dibs before everybody else. I think I'm only going to take 60 people. So I know based on my calendar for consultations, this 60 will go so fast. So you want to make sure you sign up for the waiting list. I'm only telling my podcast listeners so that you can be able to get on the list and I can send you an email as soon as I launch the promo for it. Okay. So that's all for this week. I hope this episode was good for you. Here's sis. Here's me snatching, uh, giving you your edges back after I snatched them off. And I love you and I love y'all so much. And we'll talk soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.